Ooh, this is AOK Radio, your go-to place for a little escape. Inner child, current child, adults, come on down for an easy listen. This is I Escape signing off. Whoever and wherever you are, welcome. The escape begins right now. What's up? This is AOK Radio signing on. In the last Kingdom Hearts episode retrospective, we dealt with the first visit of many of Olympus Coliseum. The next world we have is Agrabah with Prince Abubu. But before that, we gotta go back to the marvelous Traverse Town to run some errands. But even before that, we got some fun facts, bars. So Agrabah is up there with one of the most incredible uh, it has one of the most inclusions in the KH series next to Olympus Coliseum. Appearing in majority of the KH games, excluding, I believe, just DD and 3. And it's one of the few worlds where, if they were to bring it back, they would actually have plenty of source material since they want to stick with just the movie lore from what I've seen. Uh, and what they've actually said in the past. Uh, while King of Thieves was my least favorite out of the Aladdin trilogy of movies. I think we could have had some fun there. I wouldn't mind, honestly, revisiting Aladdin if we got to do some King of Thieves stuff. But, I mean, honestly, I would love to just jump in that animated series. Just just give it to me. Square Enix, come on! But anyway, um, I feel that way too, since they did kind of flop the return of Jafar story for two. And by that, I just mean, I feel like if we were closer to that source material, I think that world would have been a lot cooler because I, I love the movie story more than what we got into. Uh, just the idea of having Jafar come in and just own Genie on his on their first encounter, uh, gets him imprisoned, and then he frames Aladdin for I think stealing something or whatever and then he's sentenced to being executed so maybe they thought that story was going to be a bit too dark for KH but I mean I don't think it would have been they could have censored some stuff like uh, instead of ex instead of executing him he could just be exiled out of the city you know something like that but I think that would have been really cool beginning getting a chance to like save Genie um, and pretty much reveal that it's not Aladdin it was Jafar just some fun things and we still get that we still get that Iago redemption arc and I'm still glad we got that into because I was actually really happy to see that Iago got redeemed I, I, I at this point I couldn't imagine Aladdin two and three or the animated series without the guy it's just Gilbert Godfrey you the man but anyway I just feel that even though they didn't take too much from that movie, I think it would have been a lot cooler if they did. And what I kind of, like some other examples I think would have been phenomenal, even if they just did this, was just a battle with Genie and Jafar, or even at least Genie fighting along with us in the Jafar battle. It just would have been amazing, and Genie would have got some, like, 
redemption you know you could throw in some extra punches and be like this is what you get for doing the, for what you did to me in the first game you know something like that and you know genie would have said something like that it, it just would have been phenomenal i i still feel genie is kind of excluding the summons in the game because he, he's he's like the top tier summon in one and two i feel that he is slapped on in two outside of the summon but whatever um either way despite all that um i think it would have been a i just i think it would have been dope especially since he had no choice but to fight against us under jafar's control in kingdom Hearts one so that would have been a really awesome callback so with that out of the way um some other well some actual fun facts i don't know if the other one was actually fun but um we get most of the cast in KH1, but we don't really get to see the Sultan or even the guards. Not even, not even the more, uh, not even that more. What, what's the what's the guy? I don't know. Even know his name. I just know he has like a what was it? Either an overbite or he just has a gap in his teeth, or maybe he's just missing a tooth. I don't know. But I know this dude had of a vendetta against Aladdin. So much so that he was the one that was... I remember this. He was going to be the one to execute Aladdin in 2, if I remember correctly. I, I I just was like, this dude has some issues with Aladdin. Sheesh. But either way, well, fortunately we do see these guys in the series. But it's not until Union Cross and in the Cage 2 manga. So we don't really get to see them in their full potential, really. And that's just a... That's just a huge bummer. But their sprites look good. Seeing them uh, with the KH Wiki screenshots, them in their... Um, I, don't know, I wouldn't really say chibi form. I guess I'll say chibi form. They they look pretty good, honestly. I don't know what they look like in the manga because I haven't really... I've only, I only have the first volume of uh, the KH2 manga. And what can I say but good stuff about the manga dude kh2's manga is phenomenal just from that one volume alone there are things that happen in that manga that i'm like dude why didn't this happen in the original game what like from dialogue to just different scenes sheesh um but yeah i don't know much about it because i'm unfortunately buying the manga pieces out of order because i'm weird <laughs> like for instance i have volume one of kh2 and then i have volume one and two and I think three or at least up to Agarbaugh of one and then I had the first volume of three that I just picked up the other day from my local bookstore so yeah but hey I'm still I'm getting there I'm still enjoying the wonderful wonderful content but anyway I just think it would have been such a bummer that these two or I guess four is it because there's like three main guards out of the group and then there's the Sultan. So I guess I'll say four. These four would have been really fun to include. And they even got the Cobra form of Jafar and Union Cross, dude. I've been dying to have that Cobra form of Jafar in, in one. I think it would have been cool, even if it was just a little mini boss. But I know it wouldn't have made sense because that would have been... Um... Oh, wait a minute. No. What was it? In, in the movie, he wished to be, I think in the movie, he wished to be an all-powerful sorcerer. And then at the end, he wished to be a genie. That's what it was, because Aladdin tricked him into doing that 
due to um, him not having all the powers Genie has, even though he was granted to be even a more powerful quote unquote sorcerer. And that's how he was able to turn into the Cobra first and then the Genie. Okay. Yeah. So I could, yeah, because I, I, I think that would have made sense. Because he had the the his, the wishes in this game were kind of whack, dude. But I'll I'll get to that. <laughs> I'll get to that. I'll leave it at this. They could have they could have wormed they could have wormed in the cobra form in there, dude. They really could have. And him just wishing to get to see the keyhole, dude. If you made yourself a all powerful sorcerer first, you could have done it yourself. But whatever. So speaking. Of the Cobra form, dude. This is the last final fact. Final fact, what? This is the last fun fact. This fact is Kingdom Hearts V-Cast. Yeah, you heard that right. I either just awoke a new... Awoke? I either just woke up a... Re-woke? Awoken? Re... I did something. I did something in that brain of yours. I either woke up an, an old memory of yours or this is going to be something new. So this is, I'm I'm torn between the two. I have no idea what this is to me. It's, I remember seeing a commercial for this, but apparently KHVCast was a game that was developed exclusively for VCast, Verizon Wireless's broadband service. It was released in Japan in 2004 and we in America got it in 2005. And this was actually... A month. No. This was like a year. This was this was like a year before Cage 2 came out. Because we got Cage 2 in 2006, I believe. Because Japan got it in 2005, like October or something. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking it up now. So this game came out a year before Kingdom Hearts 2 did. So around the time Chain of Memories was as well. So, wow, that is wild. So, it was one of the launch games for the VCast services. I don't know what the VCast phone looked like, but I'd imagine it must have been quite interesting to have a game such as Kingdom Hearts on it. So, just to kind of give a quick rundown on this, uh, the story goes by this. It's um, It has some familiar characters and settings, but it has no connection to the plot at all otherwise we probably all know about it right it's uh, considered non-canonical um kind of like it the kind of like the manga how it's just its own separate universe type deal so Sora, Donna and Goofy and actually Jiminy Cricket as well of course are traveling across the universe in the gummy ship and they decide to go to sleep you know as you do on long voyages you, you gotta get your beauty sleep they they put the gummy ship on autopilot and in their sleep a strange creature creeps undetected into the vessel and subsumes the dreams of Sora. When he wakes up, he is shipwrecked on a deserted island called Swordman Island, or Swordman Island. And Donald and Goofy are nowhere to be found. He, his goal of the game, or at least of this first level, is to find his friends and leave the island. But even after searching every nook and cranny of the island, Sora cannot find Donald and Goofy. So he builds a raft and leaves the island to find them. Now, this is kind of messed up, especially from Sora's point of view, because what happened the last time he tried to make a raft? <laughs> Not too good. Um, 
so this was interesting. It's I'm re- I'm really curious what this strange creature was. It, it, it obviously must have been a heartless of some kind, but I'm wondering how this experience was fully shown on the. Uh, I was wondering how it looks on the phone because I'm not sure how far this phone was developed. I mean, it was back in 2005, so we didn't really have smartphones just yet, at least not to my understanding. So, when I'm saying this, I'm actually going to look it up real quick on YouTube and see if people actually have gameplay of this. Yep. Interesting. Whoa! Okay, so... You can actually go to Agrabah and actually go to the palace, like where the water and stuff is. This is crazy. Okay, so I'm going to have to check this out one time and just dedicate an episode to this. Because it looks like there's going to be enough stuff to at least have a small episode. But I didn't plan on doing that right now, so I'm not going to. (laughs) It'll probably be just the next episode. I'll just come back to it and do it that way. So, um... It's actually really interesting. Uh, you go from, I think it's about just four levels. So you go from uh, Swordman Island to Alice in Wonderland to Maleficent's Fortress. Or no, Agraba and then Maleficent's Fortress. She is the last thing. Apparently she's the main baddie of this game. And it was actually modified for competi- for compatibility with mobile phones. I don't know. To what degree? Because, <laughs> uh, shoot, I know not every phone was going to be able to handle this. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, looking at the game, honestly, it looks like you could have played it on like the Game Boy Advance, honestly. It looks like you could have done it, but at the same time, it's it's a little tricky. I think it, I think the, it's kind of that, that kind of graphics, but it looks like they tried to port it to put it into perspective. I mean, it looks like they tried to port the PS2 graphics onto the GBA and that's what the GBA tried to do before it exploded from the overload. <laughs> um, so they try to keep it as cage as they could. Um, you could climb trees and ladders, grasp the edge of platforms, pull yourself up, throw and lift objects. And of course, you had the Keyblade, you had magic and money experience getting from Heartless. Um, you encountered mainly like the Shadow, the Bandit, Antisaur, and the Pot Spider, and things like that. Um, and with this, you had uh, the Swordman uh, Parrot. That was in the game, and he hasn't appeared ever since. Apparently, he was just a, uh, just an original character for this game. And you also deal with the Caterpillar and other things like that. But I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave the majority, the rest of this, for a full-on discussion about this game. Because this, I'm discovering more about this game than I, I, I knew about originally. Uh, when I first prepared for this episode, so I'm going to talk about this a little bit more at a in, in another episode. I think the very next episode, like I said, I'll just dedicate it to that. But um, it's cool. It, I think it just opens up opportunity to to just do random things like this. Um, should it always be sore? I don't think so because I mean, 
There are so many other cool characters. They could bring in more original characters to do this stuff. But no shade towards Sora. But I think if we were ever to revisit certain worlds again, I would love to have new stories that are better tied to some of the movies and just original stuff. But I know their main focus is telling the story we already have. And I'm not going to take away from that at all. So do you, Square Enix, do you? Do you? Tetsunomori, you you got it. You got this. I believe in you. All right, so let's go to the uh, second visit of Traverse Town. And with this, by the time we get back after the... Technically, we could do this, I believe, before um, Olympus Coliseum. Unless you're a madman and did Olympus Coliseum, Deep Jungle, and then Wonderland. Most people typically do Wonderland, Deep Jungle, Coliseum. But either way, whatever works for you. So the second visit to Traverse Town, uh, story-wise, by this time you have the navigational gummies from Wonderland and Deep Jungle. And with this, uh, I believe it's Donald and Goofy, one of the two, or even both, they're saying, let's see what Leon has to say about this because... You know, Mickey told us to look for him to find you, so booyah, we, we just keep the connections close, update him, you know, he's the main man, outside of the three of us, let's do this. So, could you imagine if Goofy or Donald talked like that? I would love it. So, uh, they go there, uh, they find Leon and talk to him, uh, update him about what has happened, the craziness that has happened. Um, Sora technically killing some people. <laughs> Not really. He didn't kill anybody. Clayton killed himself, technically. So, anyway. Um, updates him about how his uh, Keyblade actually has locked the keyholes to these worlds permanently. And fortunately for them, this was preventing more worlds from falling into darkness. For now. But unfortunately, Leon has no idea what the gummies are. Oof. Big oof. Um, but fortunately, he knows who may know. Sid. So, we're told to go to Sid. And before we take off, um, he actually gives us this Earthshine charm that he has been using for good luck. And when Sora asks, what is this exactly? Um, he just... Leon literally just has periods like that. Dude, I just gave you... Why are you complaining? I just gave you a, a lucky charm, dude. Get off me. Get off my back. But either way, it works out better for us. But I always wondered this. How long has he had that charm? Because for about nine years, as we, as we find out, Maleficent has been on our rampage. So meaning worlds left and right have been falling to darkness. And as we find out at the end of the, at the game, there are literally hundreds of stars of these worlds being brought back to the realm of light being restored essentially and obviously one of them being um one of them being the lion king's world so i'm wondering if he probably just found it one day in Traverse town honestly or maybe just in his travels from Bastion to Traverse Town or something like that. My guess is he's had it for a couple years. But I just thought, man, he's literally been holding on to the soul of a lion. <laughs> literally. But I thought that's actually really cool because I never thought about it uh, until now. Like, literally, he he gives you 
the Earthshine charm, which is Simba. And who is Leon? What does Leon mean? It's another word for, it means lion, essentially. And you get a keyblade from him later on that's the Lionheart. Ingenious. Why am I just now realizing this? Sheesh. So anyway, that's why I love doing these episodes, because I... Some things don't click with me, and y'all are probably shaking your head at me now like you're you're just now getting that after all the times you've played the game, after all the other playthroughs of other people's uh, stuff you've seen, like the Spaghetti Bros and Cloudy, like all these other people you've watched play the game and you're just now getting it. I know. I'm sorry. No, I'm not. So, um, I just thought that was cool. I don't know why I'm just not getting it, but anyway... So at this point, we go to Sid, and he knows what to do. He's the man. He's the man with the plan, and he offers to install them, but we have to do something for him. You know, a nice little exchange. Nothing crazy, for fortunately. Nothing strange for change, so that's really good. Always good in my book. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Um, so... He wants us to deliver a certain book to Merlin. Now, typically at this point, I have already gotten a chance to meet Merlin. But I know first time around, I didn't think about this until at this point of the story. And actually, technically, if you wait to do it at this point, I think the story moves at a better pace. And a bit, just a bit smoother if you do it, if you wait until now to unlock Merlin and do the flame on that door in the third district. But whatever, either way, it still, it still works pretty good. So when you're talking to Sid, you hear the huge sound of the gizmo shot bell. That distracts you guys mid-conversation. And Sid even mentions that the bell hasn't rung in years. And I think he said if you ring it like three times, something wild happens, according to legend. And... Judging by how loud that stinking bell was, I think I know why before this it was boarded up. Because that thing could wake the dead. It was that loud. It was just ridiculous. But, I mean, if you look at it, I mean, it's it's the gizmo shop, yeah, but it looks like a cathedral, honestly. But, I don't know, maybe it is. Maybe that's just the top part that just runs the gears and bells and stuff. And then below, it's the cathedral. I mean, it would make sense. I mean, why not? I just love Traverse Town. I just love, I just want to know everything about it so much. And so he does say you have to do, you have to deliver the book first. Do not investigate the bell just yet. And when you do this, you go to Merlin and wait, was it deliver the book first? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm just going to go that way. It doesn't really affect the story anyway. Um, either way, I should say. So you deliver the book to Merlin. He talks about it. You find out it's Winnie the Pooh. And honestly, this is my favorite um, iteration of... Is that the right word? Iteration? This is my favorite, favorite version. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. This is my favorite version of Winnie the Pooh in the series. Um, just because it just seems it's most simple. And clean and see what I did there and it just it just seems the story just seems at its best I think um, two is pretty good but I don't really care for the way it was in three it was literally just in 
a quick little fruit mini game that you would have on a phone and just leave. It was kind of just uh, all right, whatever. But either way, um, so we can I think we can do at least one page by now. But we have to. He tells us that the pages were scattered, so that's part of the whole thing. Next to the one hundred one Dalmatians. And at this point, you actually should be able to come back and talk to the Dalmatians at this point and start trading some of those bad boys in. But man, what kind of madman puts a hun- puts 101 Dalmatians? Like, was it Cruella? Was Cruella the one? That wouldn't make sense. Why would she take all these Dalmatians and just put them in chests and scatter them? Like, I thought you wanted to make them into a uh, into a crazy coat, not suffocate the poor things and in, in, in this claustrophobic little chest i mean if you think about it having these dalmatians in chests is a pretty messed up story is <laughs> a pretty messed up thing like even in, as far as a game goes just finding three random dogs in these chests it's just like what don't get me wrong i love that many i love that little collectible i do i do i finish that thing every time i play the game but if you think about it it's like really messed up but i actually you <sighs> You know what? What if by the time you got all 101 Dalmatians, you unlock a secret boss, and it's Cruella? How amazing would that have been? You have to fight Cruella as the as a secret boss because she's like, you uncovered all my Dalmatians, <laughs> and now you must fight because I want them back. Oh, man. Let me get a sip of this Gatorade right quick. My mouth is dry. Oh yeah, love those electrolytes. So I, I don't know. I just think that'd be I. I, I <laughs> it's nutty. It, it doesn't really fit, but I think that would have been pretty funny if they did that. But either way, so we find that out. Uh, obviously at this point you can start turning in some Dalmatians too after this but you can also talk to the fairly, uh, fairy godmother who explains that the gem Leon gave you was remains of a strong-willed being that has lost to the that lost its world to the darkness who 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 else Simba and after this you can actually be able to, let's see, let's see. This is actually when you run into Riku. So actually a lot happens before you, oh, wait a minute. I guess I have to go this way because technically you're supposed to ring the bell first, but for some reason I started talking about Merlin. I don't know why, but I'm just going to stick with it, whatever. So... I am so sorry if I've been jumping around like crazy. I, I just realized I, I, I was supposed to talk about the bell first. <laughs> uh, well, um, I guess should I just go to the bell? Because it's really short compared to what's going to happen next. Yeah, I'll just go. I'll just go to the bell. So before you do Merlin, you go to the bell. You go up there. Fight some heartless. It's a good view of the first district, by the way, going up there. I always loved running up along the rooftops. I think that was a really cool thing to do. And after you ring it three times, you see this little fountain down below that kind of rotates. 
and that kind of indicates that oh something crazy is happening this he was not lying okay uh Sid was actually right about something other than gummies go figure so it changes and by the third time it reveals the keyhole so of course you can either you know climb back down go through the gizmo shop and go down like an average person or you can jump down from the rooftop to the ground like a man and not take any fall damage because why would you with shoes as big as sores are so we do that and as we're heading off to the keel thing all right this was kind of easier than i thought the guard armor comes in and it's more than just that it's actually a rematch but yeah, it's more than a rematch. It's a, hey, I've been going to the gym for a couple weeks kind of rematch since then. This, But at the same time, I think it's more than that because it's more like I went to the gym, but I've also been taking steroids because, and, and just, I don't know, crazy pills because he doesn't only come powered up. He, he literally flips himself upside down and he starts his body parts are floating about and he's just, he's just like, forget gravity. I, I need to whoop and just mop the floor with you. So he turns actually, well, let me rephrase that. You, you fight him a little bit as a guard armor. And then that's when he realizes, okay, this isn't going to work time to evolve. And he goes (laughs) like a Digimon. Um, he goes into the opposite armor now. And, he is crazy. Like, you, you you, know when an enemy is firing from its crotch that this is a crazy enemy. And that it, it means business. Now, usually at this point, this is when I first summon Simba. He doesn't do a heck of a lot of damage, but it's just cool summoning Simba just because it's just so much swag so after this after the guard opposite armor is defeated you finally get to seal the keyhole and you earn another navigational piece but i gotta say the guard the opposite armor is actually really cool and i'm glad that he did reappear in other games um oh wait i think he only appeared maybe twice after this I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he re- he reappeared and recoded and also 358 over two days, a.k.a. multiple days by multiple days. I think he appeared. He reappeared at least in one of those two sequels. But either way, I, I love he has this new charge move. He just fires things out of his crotch <laughs> and he just kind of swings around and stuff. It's just a really cool dynamic and I, I i love i really do like the guard armor and i i wish we could have gotten more armored heartless like this throughout the series that were just new iterations of that but either way i think that's still pretty cool and finally now we can go back to where we left off with uh, merlin and all that so after we're finished with merlin we have simba um we leave after we uh, enter the hundred acre wood and so forth 
we get to we don't really get to do much we kind of interact with winnie the pooh but i'm i'm gonna kind of i think i'm just gonna have one episode dedicated to just winnie the pooh and then the final world just because that's how i usually play the game i usually wait until i have all the pieces and then i just knock out winnie the pooh all at once just because you know all the other worlds for the most part are all just one shot so i just felt that's the best way to do it and finally, we are reunited with one of my favorite characters, if not the top favorite character of the series, Riku. So we have some Heartless that are coming at us, and who slays them quick? Much the sorest surprise. Riku, of course. I already, I already revealed the secret, if it, was it, if it was even a secret to anybody, which how could it at this point? Obviously, they have a little happy re- reunion. Um, they both find out that neither of them have Kyrie, unfortunately. But Riku is optimistic. He's like, hey, we both made it off the island. Why wouldn't she have? And he goes on to say, like, hey, just leave everything to me. I know someone who is going to help. And before he gets to continue, he's cut off by Sora saving his life by... Uh, slaying a, a shadow heartless so then Sora goes on to explain how his journey has been doing the same looking for you and Kyrie, and it's been possible thanks to donald and goofy's uh help and you can see riku kind of you, you kind of can see the jealousy in his in his mind he's like oh who who are they and Donald tries to introduce himself, but Sword just cuts him off. Like we've been looking everywhere for you, and you know, saying other things like that. And um, at this point, Riku just somehow manages to take the Keyblade. I don't know if Sora was just so happy at the fact that he has a that he saw Riku that he just took it, or maybe he just summoned it without Sora realizing, but. Technically, shouldn't have, shouldn't Donald or Goofius have realized it? Now, in the manga, it's it, it is that like he in the manga, Riku literally summons it back and forth and summons it back to Sora, and I thought that was really cool. But you know, in this version, he just tosses it back to him. But we, I, I guess, pretty much he just like took it from him. So either way, it's still pretty fun. And. This is when Sora's like, dude, we got this awesome rocket. You got to come with us. And this is the kicker. This is the point where I'm like, dude, Donald, shut up. I I never wanted to slap Donald so hard until like the almost close to the end of the game. I've only I've only wanted to slap Donald like twice. No, three times. One another time was for not healing me like he tends to do in the first couple games. But. It was this point where he says Riku can't come with us, you know, denying the person who's, you know, helping you, helping him, helping you. What? Where? Why? I'm scratching your guys back. Why aren't you scratching mine? Like I found Riku, but that's only part of why I'm with y'all. I need to find Kyrie too. And who better to help us? I don't know. Maybe my best friend over here, who you know took out some heartless too. You know, he's clearly capable of you know lending some hands with us and uh, uh, and also throwing some hands when need be but you know whatever 
And it's just, uh, I know story-wise, Riku probably would have denied it anyway. But I don't know, would he have denied it? I kind of, I kind of wonder because after Sora argues with Donald about, dude, he's my friend. I can't. Why can't he come? Riku just takes off. So it makes me wonder, would he have taken off anyway? I don't know. I feel like it was I feel like it was Donald that, you know, just said he can't come and prompted him to go that kind of helped feed in the lies that Maleficent is uh was giving him. I don't know. So yeah. Riku just bounced. And unfortunately, that's the last Sora sees of Riku for a little bit. But at least Sora gets to be optimistic here too. He says, Hey, you know what? He's okay. I know he can take care of himself. Obviously, we'll see him again soon. At this point, um, we were told to meet Sid back at his old place in the 3rd District. And this is a little house that has a light up, um, that has a light in the window, as opposed to before where it didn't. And there we have a little Final Fantasy reunion where Leon, Yuffie, Sid, and Aerith are there. And this is when we finally learn actually this is when we finally learn who Maleficent really is and just well we are we obviously knew she was up to no good but now we finally know like okay what role has she been playing in the Kingdom Hearts universe up until now until what we later find out in BBS and Unchained Key so we find out she's the one for infesting the town and destroying of Hollow Bastion and many other things for years now and she's been collecting Ansem's reports to help her in her schemes and of course Sora, Donna, Goofy we're here to help stop this because this is madness and unfortunately outside of the base Maleficent and Riku are looking in and she fills Riku's head with lies making Riku think Sora has replaced him and Kairi with new friends and he says, don't worry, I'll help you find your friend. You know, and it's just crazy how easily he, she was able to manipulate him into thinking that. I think it was more than just words. I think she just has, you know, because she is a witch. I think she did some kind of manipulation in his mind that he just wasn't aware of. But you never know. It's just kind of wacky because, like, Sora said dude come with us we have this awesome rocket you know he and he said how he was looking for you guys the whole time it's just crazy to think that Riku really forgot about that and was like oh you know this random woman who is obviously evil <laughs> but I mean you know don't judge a book by its cover but still sometimes when it comes to Disney sometimes you gotta judge a book by its cover um sometimes I'm not saying all the time but it's just like hey man this isn't this isn't Angelina Jolie Maleficent. This is this is bad to the bone Maleficent. Mind you, I don't know how the second Maleficent movie has gone. I know at that point she was more dark, but either way, this is not Angelina Jolie Maleficent one. So I just think it's sad and it kinda makes me wonder, what if Riku went against Maleficent and joined up with you and you just had a f uh what is that, a third party member? I guess it'd be four technically if you count Sora, but I'd say like 
third party members and like there's a third person on your team other than you. But I guess saying four, I guess saying just fourth party member, party member makes more sense. I really would have loved a game where it's Sora and Riku together. We haven't had that yet. And it's, I'm dying to have a game where we have the trio together. Ugh. Hopefully we'll have that soon, though. So, <sighs> it's whatever, though. All right, so after this, we finally find out that this uh, new gummy ship piece is a warp drive of sorts. And now we're able to warp to worlds we've already been to. And we can also use this to travel into the second uh, the second ring of worlds, the second and final ring of worlds. And this is when we have to travel through new uh, things. Like to get there, we have to travel through these wormholes. And there's one next to, I believe, Deep Jungle that we use to get to Agrabah. And that's pretty much it. So I think at this point you can find some new weapons for Donald and Goofy. I always check because, you know, they, especially Donald, they need that, uh, all the help they can get. But either way, it's going to work out. So now we finally get the chance to head off to Agrabah. All right. So, am I at the right thing here? Okay. So, getting into Agabra, it's another really cool world that just has this really nice layout where you have the Cave of Wonders underneath and you have Agaba up top on the world design. And landing there, we start off with Jafar looking for Princess Jasmine. Iago comes down, he's just like, dude... I looked everywhere. She disappeared like magic. And of course, Maleficent comes in, uh, tells him that Jasmine, Jasmine, what in the world? That Jasmine is essential for their plan, but also warns Jafar to be careful not to lose his heart to the darkness, you know, not to steep too dark deep into it. And I always thought that was interesting because Maleficent only says this to Hades and Jafar but doesn't really say anything to um, Oogie Boogie or Captain Hook or Ursula we don't see her at all in those worlds and it really makes me wonder I guess she maybe thought that out of the group she maybe thought that Hades and Jafar were the ones who were the most capable so she wanted to make sure they were good because she, I mean, why else would you give them that advice if you didn't care for them in some regard, even if it was just, you know, a business stand from a business standpoint, you know, losing coworkers is bad for business. <laughs> it ruins the plans. So I don't know. It's, it's tricky. And I really hope you didn't hear what just happened just now. If you did, excuse me. But anyway. Um, I just thought that was interesting, but I guess if she said that to every character, it would have been, I don't know, annoying, but I, I always thought that was cool because she says this to everybody and then looks, look what happens to her. Uh, Jafar just shrugs it off, you know, he just says, <laughs> the concern is touching, but hardly necessary. 
And he just goes on to say, you know, if she is that important, <laughs> we'll find her. You know, just the classic bravado that Jafar has. He's just oozing with not just swag. I mean, look at that goatee. This this dude is dripping in swag. You can't you can't have a goatee like that and not be dripping. That's just un, it's just it's impossible. So <laughs> and look at the cape, man. Seriously. Uh, but yeah, this dude obviously is confident. So this is where he summons a bunch of heartless and tells them, you know, keep looking for Jasmine. And we, as they finish their talk, Maleficent leaves, Jafar continues his search. We find Jasmine just hiding behind this uh, counter at the marketplace. What I liked about the manga is that one of the big bodies actually found her and destroyed that counter. She just ran. I wish I could remember more about Agrabah. There's a couple of the things I remember that happened in the manga as opposed to the uh, game, but... I'll bring it up as we uh, get closer to it. So Agrabah as a whole, I think, was really cool. Um, just venturing into the small, uh, bizarre place, the marketplace, I think it was really cool. Something that I thought was interesting, too, is that how the areas are boarded, like the entryways into each place. And it's just one big puzzle to figure out how to traverse and how to get into the next area. You know, sometimes you can go there. Uh, actually, for the most part, you have to go through all the high places. But I do like how it's just a platforming gym, and I, it's, I'm all for it. Um, one bummer thing is we never get to go to the palace. And I think what's messed up is that we get to visit the palace in the Vcast game, according to some... Uh, <laughs> according to some screenshots I don't know how thorough it is it looks like we maybe just go on the out like right outside the castle we get to go into like that pool area but I don't know I just feel like that's that's pretty messed up but I really do enjoy the the area and it just really makes me think when the Heartless came the, the people were just like boarding up everything just to kind of keep them out at least that's what's in my head canon but maybe not. I don't know. So as we continue to figure out what's going on here, we finally actually run into Jasmine after we're pretty much discovering how to traverse everything. Um, oh, oh yeah, I'll stick with Jasmine first. I said Jasmine again. Who is this Jasmine? Uh, we run into Jasmine. We talk to her. She kind of tells her story of what's going on. And then, of course, the man himself, Jafar, appears. And he's like, oh, he saved you, huh? Where might I find this street rat? And I just, it's, you know, street rat. It's, what other rats are there but street rats? I mean, rats are, I mean, rats kind of just get at anywhere they can. So why you gotta call it a street rat? I don't. I I get the connotation behind it, but I'm just like at the same time, it's like, well, why why you gotta put street there? Just call him a rat. Yet somehow it works. I don't know. With this, uh, Jasmine is she runs. She gets to. She runs away, but at this point, 
we're fighting Jafar vanishes as we're fighting off Heartless and she tells us to find Aladdin and I think at this point this is when we can actually go up into I think typically what happens I think usually I find Aladdin's place first and then I find Jasmine but technically you're supposed to find her first then find I think unless she says he's out in the desert I I don't remember but that's where he is. So I do love how you can go into Aladdin's place. And I just, one of the best things I love about these games is that they they have such a way of capturing the likeness of all these worlds. And it just, you, you really feel like this is the real deal. It's just so good. You know, the official place where they were it looks legit like Aladdin's place in the movie. So when you're there, for some, for some strange reason, the carpet is just stuck under some furniture. Like he was trying to move, from, he was, like he was doing some spring cleaning or something, and just got stuck under uh, one of the dressers or cabinets or whatever. And then you move it, and he just flies off into the desert to find Aladdin. And that's just their way of saying, "Oh, maybe we should follow it." So I just remembered. So Donald will say two different things depending on what happens. And this is why I was thinking about it earlier. If you found Jasmine first, he'll say maybe we should go out and follow it. And I think he says something about maybe he'll lead us to Aladdin or something like that. But if you find the magic carpet first and it flies off, then it says maybe we should explore the city more first. I said more twice for some reason. So that's something I remember because I, you know, I played the game a billion times. So, of course, that's one of the things, one of the few things I remember. Um, so I thought that was really cool. It really makes me wonder, though, like, how does the storyline go in this? So I guess we pretty much arrive in the story kind of like in the middle. But at the same time, it's a little weird because... The carpet is from the Cave of Wonders. Aladdin said he paid a visit to the Cave of Wonders previously and found the lamp, but he didn't use it yet. I don't know. I feel like there should have been a, a, a couple of things that were closer to the movie than what they did. I think the, the wishes that were used in this game were just atrocious. I mean, they they made sense, but at the same time, I'm like, bro. <laughs> you're wasting your wishes anyway when we do that we find the we find the carpet and go off into the cave of wonders i love love the cave of wonders um and each each version like one and two they're both so fun i think i prefer two more uh two just looks more mystical and just more like oh you just whoa like it, it looks endless while one looks like a kind of a labyrinth it looks more actually it looks more like a tunnel but uh no it looks more yeah like a like a big tunnel but the one and two just looks more like an endless like mystical fantastical type tunnel where you don't know how far this goes but with the one in the first game it just looks like oh okay so it's like point a to point b if that makes sense and 
So before we actually do that, we save Aladdin, who's actually stuck in a pit, uh, a pit of sinking sand for some reason, and there's Heartless around him. We can fight for a little bit. This is when I summon Genie, and he mops the... F not the Genie. Uh, this is when I summon um, Simba, and he mops the floor with all these Heartless. Like, that's what he's best at. Simba in this game is definitely best for crowd control, but the issue is whenever you summon him, and you do the roar and you're charging it, if you get hit, you have to restart. And, you know, the, the, the clock is always ticking down, unfortunately. Ooh, that's good Gatorade. All right. And so that is good. It's good to make sure it's not OP. And at this, more Heartless come. And Aladdin makes his first wish, saying, get rid of these guys. And when I th when he says that, I started thinking, um, wait, wait, wait. Aladdin doesn't know who we are. And most of the time, wishes with genies and, you know, monkey feet. They're, wait, is it monkey feet or monkey paws? Whatever. Usually, you got to be very, very, very specific. Otherwise, the genie is just going to mess with you. And I think Aladdin... It was very fortunate Genie knew what he meant. Otherwise, we probably would have got jacked up <laughs> if, if uh, that was the case. But fortunately, we were good. Genie knew that he just meant the heartless. But I'm just like, I'm sitting here just thinking, dude, I'm kind of fresh right now. I don't mind taking out some more heartless. Like, you don't have to waste a whole wish on that. That was kind of just like, I mean, they could have just came back if they really wanted to. I mean, sheesh. But it's whatever. Um, we talk a little bit, explain what's going on, get to know who Aladdin is, and we find and we talk to him, saying, "Oh, dude, Jasmine, we 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 know where she is. She's in trouble." And as we're flying through the desert, we get to learn more about Genie now and his dilemma, unfortunately. And it's kind of a shame that people have issues with uh, the guy who voices Genie. Like, yeah, I get it. It's not Robin Williams, but, I mean, it's not a bad Robin Williams impression. I mean, yeah, you can hear Homer Simpson in it, but, I mean, it's it's the Homer Simpson voice actor. <laughs> I mean, you do the voice for so many years, it's going to be kind of hard not to, you know, especially if it's your, or especially if that's your voice, too, if that's your normal voice, maybe touched up a bit or not. But either way, I think he did a pretty good Robin Williams impression. And, I mean, he was the main guy who did Genie after Robin Williams since he kind of had a fallout with um with Disney. Because I think Robin Williams only did Genie for the first movie. And I believe after that, or at least for the Cage games in the animated series, at the very least, um, the Homer Simpson voice actor took over for genie but either way um so we kind of figure out what's going on with genie like the wishes uh what his life is like and then we finally hear from latin you know i'm gonna make my third wish to set you free it's a promise after we save jasmine and i thought that's dope that's a good wish out of the three you made in this game that's the only good one <laughs> Uh, actually, what was his second wish? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember what it was now. Okay, never mind. We'll get to that. And I, I love the interaction between these four, five, five people. It really, they did such a good job at making you feel like this is really genie and Aladdin. And just, this makes me feel like, if not Sora, I think Donald would have definitely went for that lamp before Genie was free and got some wishes himself. Because you remember when he was like, yeah, any three wishes. And Donald looks at him like, any wish? <laughs> but I don't know. I think that would have been a cool element to have. Finally, when we get to Agrabah, we have Aladdin, Sora, John, uh, yeah, Goofy, and Donald. They confront Jafar in one in front of the palace, and he's with Jasmine. And this is when Aladdin uses his second wish to save Jasmine, but unfortunately, Iago steals the lamp, and Genie disappears, dropping Jasmine in a pot, which then becomes part of the pot centipede that Jafar creates. He literally creates a, a new Heartless. That's, that's frightening. So they disappear, and we have to fight the, um, the pot, and... That was it was it was a pretty fun boss fight honestly really simple but man if you're not careful that thing can do some damage but I know I know Aladdin was heated after getting his second wish voided essentially and yeah man I just feel like he should have said something like Genie I wish Jafar and Iago were no longer in the picture or something along the lines of I wish these two did no longer want to do anything evil like something like that you know but he was just like you know let's just and yes I get it I get it I get it if he did that there would be no Aladdin story <laughs> but I'm like come on man be, be the extra creative Aladdin use your thinking cap but whatever Um, at that point it's revealed that oh we got to go to the cave of wonders where else could they be going to i don't know why they go oh wait what 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 made them think they were going to the cave of wonders though i don't remember him saying anything about that like aladdin doesn't know what the aladdin doesn't know what the key hole is hmm i guess it was just a hunch i don't know i guess he would have made it obvious if you went into the palace who knows in this is when we get to have a pretty awesome boss fight. We get to fight the Tiger Head. Dude. So it was actually taken control of by the Heartless. And this just shows you how powerful the Heartless really are. Like, of course, we know their end, their, their world enders. They, they, can, they're consume, they consume the worlds. But... You know, that's one thing. Being able to take control of beings that aren't heartless is another. And it's just like, with the, with the tiger head, we don't really know its full capabilities other than just being, um, other than just being a nexus, I guess, serving as one kind of like, well, I guess maybe the Cave of Wonders isn't really a dimension, but it feels like it's a dimension, like a whole nother world. A whole new world. Get it? Um, when you go in there. But maybe it's not. Maybe it is just literally all underground. But I don't know. It feels like it's definitely something 
it's definitely something not to be trifled with. I'll just leave it at that. So being able to be taken over by the Heartless, I thought was pretty cool. And just the fight is simple, but it's always fun. I always love doing that. But I really wish we could have heard this Tiger Head talk. I think that would have been really cool. I think that's the only thing I would have changed in that in that encounter. But after that, uh, the Tiger Head is back to normal. And might I add you, this dude didn't even thank us for freeing him. He just opens his mouth and just lets us go in. That's what she said. But it's just weird that we just have that. I don't know. I feel like he should have just thanked us. It was kind of mean for him not to. But whatever. Um, so we do that. We start to make our way through this crazy array of puzzles from um, doing Trinity things, unlocking chests. I, I really do really, really like the layout. Um, and I do like the interaction. Um, it, it, it is kind of funny that this time around we can touch other treasures and be fine. Whereas in the movie version, they're like, okay, what, whatever you want to get, that's it. If you get any, if you touch anything else, you're going to be, this is going to be your grave. But no, we can go in there and literally we have a boo touching these other treasures to open up other rooms for us. And I'm just thinking every time we do this, we are risking our lives and I'm not a fan of that. <laughs> it's just crazy. Yeah, like we're risking a literal cave-in and being just dead. I, I know. I have things I need to do as the Keyblade wielder. Sheesh. But, yeah, it's kind of funny how they just glossed over that lore. <laughs> but, hey, I'm not complaining. It was a fun little nod because it was the, it was the same um, treasure that Abu originally was drooling over and touched that they used as the puzzle thing in this game. So that was a that was a really nice nod to the movie. And so as this goes on, we find out that Jafar through Genie makes his Wait, what was his first wish? Was that his first wish? Yeah, I think that was his first wish. His first wish was to reveal the keyhole. And Genie just I think he just snaps his finger and then the keyhole's there. <laughs> like, dude, you couldn't have just... Sheesh, I feel like he should have just made himself more powerful to do it instead of, you know, just having that wish like that and, you know, get something more out of it. But, you know, he I guess he figured he had two other wishes left, so who really gives a crap? I don't know. And after we finally make their our way to them after some more puzzles we run into Maleficent who's talking to Jafar and Jafar even suggests having Riku go up against Sora and I'm sitting here thinking like guys why don't you all just fight us right here like you guys are you we you really really uh, you, you just underestimate us. And this is why bad guys always fail. They never jump. Like, I guarantee you, in Kingdom Hearts 2, if all the organization members jumped us 
in the world than ever was. Like as soon as we got there, if they, if they all, if all the remainder members just jumped us before we reunited with, um, before we reunited with Riku and Kyrie, and like before Mickey got there, oh dude, <laughs> we would have got handed. Cause who was it? We had Syax, we had Zimnus, Zigbar, and um, Luxord. I think that was it. Zigbar, Luxord, Syax, and Zemnus. Yeah. Yeah, that's that. That's pretty much it. And and if you think about all that Zemnus did by himself, yeah, I think we would have been done. <laughs> now, granted, I think the others would have made it to us eventually, but I think they would have been preoccupied because Mickey was helping Ansem, and then Riku was trying to free Kyrie. So, yeah, it would have been really crazy. But anyway, uh. Villains be stupid. So Sora finally, Sora and then finally make it. He looks at Maleficent. Doesn't hear the conversation at all. Doesn't unfortunately hear about Riku, and asks, "Are you Maleficent?" And she just pieces out. She doesn't say a word. And I just thought, man, you, that was your first mistake. You should have stayed and helped. Like, honestly, even then, if it was her, Jafar, and Genie. I think even then, I think that would have been enough to take out Sora and uh, and the gang. Shoot, but hey, I'm I'm glad they didn't, cause we won. That's the important thing. So and then we have a pretty decent fight. We fight uh, Jafar as himself, but you know he gets to use some pretty cool uh, moves on us, and this is when he does the second wish. The second wish. For Genie to fight alongside himself. But he, he says his second wish crushed them. Aladdin's like, dude, no, no, we're buddies, remember? But unfortunately, Genie is bound to the lamp and has to do this. And this is at the point of the game where I really wish we did have more of those elements from the movies. Um, oh, probably just heard my phone go off. Um, I, I just really wish we could have had the scene. I just I think just some of the end scenes in general. I'm trying to think of what they were. Um, I would have loved to see, like I said, I would have loved to see the Cobra scene. Just the Cobra fight. I think if he turned himself, like if he wished to be an all-powerful wizard first and then his second wish was to help him crush them and he turns into a cobra that would have been amazing fighting them both like that oh man but either way i still do like the fight that we got it was still very fun very entertaining and I don't know. I'm trying to think of other things we could have had from the from the first movie that were in that we didn't get in the game. I guess there wasn't really too much in the first one that we could have included other than, you know, having the sultan in there, uh the cobra. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'll leave it at that for now, but I know there 
were a lot of other things I wanted to talk about, mainly with uh, two. Oh, you know, one, I would have preferred to have the moment where it was Jafar, actually. Mm, excuse me, I said that wrong. I would have preferred, for example, if Aladdin was the one who convinced uh, Jafar to turn into a genie. I think that was such a shame that it, that they didn't include it in this version. But I did like how they had Sora hold up the lamp and he was like, all right, Jafar, back to your lamp. That was pretty cool after you uh, fight him. But of course, even with the help of Genie, we mop the floor with Jafar. And, you know, actually another thing, I really wish we had that scene where <laughs> Genie is trying to root for us. Jafar is like, no, shut up. And he's, I think he said something like, I control you or whatever. And he just goes, Jafar, Jafar, he's our man. If he can beat him, great. <laughs> that was great. That would have been awesome, so awesome to have in the game. But, um, and by the way, I'm not saying that it's horrible that it was not included or that the game is bad for it or not or anything like that. I'm just saying that these would have been really nice inclusions. Nothing more, nothing less. And at this point, with Sora attacking Iago, uh, this is the part where we have to attack him to get at Jafar's lamp because he's now wished to become an all-powerful genie. Just out of a whim because he lost in the fight against us. But I gotta say, though, one real quick, I do like how in the first fight he taunts us. He'll shoot this this powerful ray, this focused ray of energy. And then at another point, he'll create this like crazy hailstorm in the middle of the area that, that usually captures all your people, all your party members. And I, I do admit it is really funny whenever Jeff, whenever Genie is just around about and he's like, whoa, whoa, watch out. And he's warning us before he hits him. And I remember I would always crack up every time he would hit Donald because you would just hear Donald go Wah! or something like that. You would just see him in this really awkward position as he got hit. And I just thought it was so funny. But and by the way, I, I Aladdin is such a good party member. He's I think he's at his best in two, especially with the limit command. But he was always really fun. And I love that he just has this huge sword. <laughs> Just swings and just goes, here I come. It's just, ah, perfect. And so going back to the the boss fight, it's, I I guess at the time it was safe doing it that way where you just attack the lamp as opposed to attacking Jafar. That way it allows Jafar to be more epic where he's in this chasm of lava and you have these platforms that are coming in and out and you get to just, um, dodge whatever he throws at you and then he is at this point kind of just throwing everything at you and you're just over here like no nope, I'm just gonna keep attacking your <laughs> I'm just gonna keep attacking your lamp and just have it that way and yeah I actually have no issue with this fight I think it was really fun it was really epic and the close-ups, the just the the scenes of 
how they were handled the 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 viewpoints were really good having that close-up of Sora's keyblade and at this point you know it's typically the jungle king and I love the jungle king and one thing I think that would have been really awesome is if we got the kingdom if we got the jungle king in three just as a dedication to just just as the Mm, I cannot talk just as a dedication to the deep jungle because we'll probably not get it back in the series again but I think it would have been cool just having that as an as an inclusion but because I would have loved having that bad boy in three but uh, and then just seeing Jafar just launch himself out of the lava and just laughing and it's just echoing everywhere ooh ooh goosebumps so pretty awesome boss fight and unfortunately while this is happening we have we had no idea that Riku just kidnapped Jasmine and took her away didn't bother to help Jafar at all but it makes sense because at this point he's like he doesn't want to fight Sora he's willing to do what he feels he needs to to save Kairi but of course at this point he's conflicted because he doesn't feel he needs to fight Sora at this point of course he's mad at him but it's not to that point where he doesn't feel he can't trust Sora he just needs to figure out what's really going on so unfortunately at this point um well actually not quite it's unfortunate after this point so Sora says the awesome line back to your lamp G uh Jafar is sucked into the lamp he grabs Iago because of course Part of me thinks, dude, if this wasn't a cartoon, that probably would have legitimately killed Iago right there. That 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 was, ow! I can't imagine how badly that must have hurt being pulled into that lamp. But it's whatever. He he redeemed himself eventually, I- Iago at least. And this is the unfortunate part when we get out of there, and. Jasmine is nowhere to be found. Uh, Aladdin is calling out her name. He is desperate to find her because, of course, she's not there. He's worried. I'm worried. Everyone's worried. But we got to go. Now, the Cave of Wonders, the tiger head is like, dude, what are you guys doing in there? You, You guys, no, you guys are horrible guests. I'm done. And he just collapses everything and we got to get out of there so we're flying on the magic carpet and this is the part that was weird it's just Sora on the carpet (laughs) like in the cutscene it's all of us on the carpet but then when you get to the game it's just Sora on the carpet and you know and you know they do the same thing in cage too and I get it like gameplay wise it's just Sora but we just have to imagine like in our heads that everybody is actually on that carpet but you know for the game to work as it can it's just him on there but let's be honest i feel like in this segment since they're just escaping the cave of wonders they could have added they could have had them all on there let's be honest even if they were all stuffed i mean come on man it, it, it I, I cannot i cannot tell you the confusion i had when i first saw this game when it first came out and it was just me on the carpet i thought i messed up and i thought i got everyone killed or something i was really confused in two it makes even i mean in two it makes the most sense because it, you're you're fighting uh jafar as a genie and having everyone else on the carpet with you 
it wouldn't really make sense. It would be super cluttered and it just it just be awkward. But anyway, um, it's a pretty cool escape route. You know, we're we're going through all these places that we'd never saw before on our way down, but they're just there. But it was fun. Uh, you can't really lose this part of the game, even if you're just horrible at dodging. At least I don't think you can, because there are points that just drop a bunch of orbs. But I do like how there's just lava spilling everywhere. It just it just feels it fits the motif of the classic. Okay, the bad guy's done. Now here comes the the explosion or just the collapsing of whatever uh, that every you know action movie has to have. And after that, we make it out of the Cave of Wonders. We fly back to Agaba, and this is when we have the scene where, unfortunately, we're limited to what we can tell Aladdin. But we pretty much let him know that, hey, we know where she's going. Or we know where she's, we have a feeling where she is. We're going to go and um, find her for you. But Aladdin is like, dude, I'll come with you. But <sighs> the, the the sad truth behind it is they, they can't because they got to upkeep the the world order. But they, you know, they do pretty much say, don't worry. I mean, obviously... She's taken hostage by people we're trying to stop, so we'll help you out. And this is what was so awesome about Genie. He looks to Owl, and he just goes, Dude, Earth to Owl, you have one wish left. Just say the word. Ask me to save Jasmine for you. And you have this pause. Aladdin looks up at him and just says, I wish, I wish for your free, Freedom. And how and Gene's just like ow and the classic ah uh, you know the I'm not gonna do it here the 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 yell of I'm free and he gets legs he goes from this little weird tail to having legs and shoes golden shoes at that and I thought it was cool I thought that it was a good dynamic because in the movie you had it where a Latin his final wish was conflicted because he wasn't technically royalty. So he couldn't marry Jasmine because of the, the rules that the kingdom uh, went by. And because of that, they couldn't be together according to you know the rules and what the sultan had said. And this was when Genie was like, dude, just use your wish to be a, a, a legit prince and that's it you know genie was thinking for his friend over himself and it, it kind of goes back to things because this was how the movie was originally too where uh, aladdin had these thoughts of using the wish for something else and going back on his promise and genie was being mad at it but now with what all they went through they Genie was kind of just at the point where he thought, you know what, it's it's fine. I am an immort am I am an immortal being. I mean, they didn't say this, but you you kind of get this thought at, at this point in the movie. You know, he's an immortal being. Aladdin and Jasmine, they only have this one chance. So I don't mind taking the L for my friend for you guys to be happy. But the but then Aladdin says, uh, "Dude, a promise is a promise." And he frees Genie. And I, I love that they have 
this dynamic between the two where it's both centered around reuniting with Jasmine and still Aladdin does does the right thing. And it's really cool in this game because when we have um, Genie set free, you know, he says, sorry, Al, I'm done at taking orders, but a request, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. You know, after all, we're friends, right? And we get Genie as a summon, so he's now able to help us on the journey. And what I like about it, too, is that the, the, the summons are canon. Because in Kingdom Hearts 2, Mushu makes the reference how he helped Sora and the gang out of a quote unquote a lot of a tough a lot of a, a lot of tough spots. So I thought that was cool. And also Simba recognized them too. And uh too. So it's really good to see that the the summons are canon. So I'd imagine Genie had probably seen a lot of messed up stuff after leaving Agrabah. But I thought that was really cool. Um, I think there are some other things I probably could touch up on in the movie, but I think overall what they did in the game is still really cool. And, you know, I think if they just added in a few of the things that I mentioned, that would have been perfect. You know, you don't want to oversaturate the, the, the game level and make it kind of like how Tangled and uh, Frozen ended up in three. So that's fine. And... They have a cool heart-to-heart. Sora, uh, Sora, Donna, and Goofy, Aladdin, and Genie definitely were friends after this. And I can only, I can only imagine what Aladdin felt just having to sit there while everyone else was out there saving uh, Jasmine. But that well, part of me kind of wonders what it would have been like if. Um, if they were able to bring people with them on the ship and we were all like heading to Hollow Bastion to help save the princesses and they were all there at Hollow Bastion together, that would have been really wild. But who else would have been there? Because I think it just would have been Aladdin. I think that's it really because everyone else who was taken was either... Yeah, I think that would have been it. That's all I could think of. Hmm. Yeah, because with Alice, there was no one really close enough to her there that would go after her. We had Belle and Beast, but we didn't have a Beast world in the first game. Ariel wasn't a princess of heart, which is weird. Yeah, Neverland wasn't one, or um, Wendy wasn't one, I should say. Olympus Coliseum didn't have one. Deep Jungle didn't have one. A lot of the Princesses of Heart that we ran into at the end of the game weren't actually from the worlds we went to. So, yeah, I guess it wouldn't have really worked out. Aladdin probably would have been one of the only ones we would have had really on our ship. So it would have been a little weird, especially if he's just like chilling on the ship. <laughs> with all the other worlds we go to it would have been a little weird but I, I gotta admit it would have been kind of funny seeing him come into the other worlds with us like imagine his reaction to being in the Nightmare Before Christmas world <laughs> or uh, Atlantica that would have been hilarious I wonder if the manga touched upon any of this kind of stuff I don't know 
the last thing I'll close on here is one scene I thought was really cool was in the um, in the manga. There's a scene where Goofy falls off the magic carpet. And that was actually one of the wishes that Aladdin used to save him. I think it was his... It must have been his second wish. I don't know what his first wish was. I think his first wish was about the same in the manga, but his second one wasn't until then. But I thought that was pretty awesome. Like, that's a pretty good wish. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think if they had more fun with the wishes like that, that would have been really cool to see. I would have loved seeing a scene like that in the game. But either way, this is why I love the manga. There's so many fun things that happen. So... Uh, that concludes um, the second visit of Traverse Town. It concludes Agrabah for now. And also a little bit of a touch on the, uh, what was it, the V-Cast or just V for Kingdom Hearts? Yeah, V-Cast. Um, I think there can be more things I can talk about with Agrabah in future episodes, but I think for now that's pretty good. I think there might be some fun things I can probably talk about um, in future episodes. But I think the fun facts at the beginning were pretty much all I could include. But in future things I can think of, like other opportunities that could happen um, later on. Like animated things, uh, things I would love to see in the games from animated, um, from the animated series. Um, Agrabah and Hercules especially, like... Seeing the team up would have been phenomenal because I don't know if you all knew about this, but there was a team up episode, a uh, crossover episode where Hades recruited uh, the currently dead Jafar who came to his underworld to pit Hercules and Aladdin against each other. And, you know, <laughs> unfortunately for them, it didn't work, but it was a really fun episode. So. I think seeing something like that would have been really fun, especially since all the worlds did um, coexist as one world at one point instead of being separated as one. So having these links to each other, like something like that, Jafar going to the underworld would have been really fun to see. But either way. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. There was a lot to talk about here. Um, I think it was a pre I think this has been a pretty fun one. Uh, next up, we'll be talking about, I want to say Monstro. I think so. Um, and I think at this point, we can actually go and do either the Phil Cup or the Pegasus Cup. I think it's the Pegasus Cup. But, yeah, we'll talk about that too later. So, until the wind hits our sails yet again... I will see you in the next escape. And when that time comes, and until that time comes, excuse me, this is AOK -okay Radio signing off. Ooh, another chapter concludes. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to help support it by leaving a rating if possible, subscribing, and sharing the podcast with others. That way more people can see it, whether it's either from you or in their suggestion feed. And if you leave a review on the show, you'll get a shout out in the next episode. 
But due to my podcasts avail- being available not just on multiple platforms, but multiple countries, to ensure I see a rating, uh, either send me a, an email with the subject AOK Radio or messaging me on Instagram, which is i.escape.i. So my social medias, my other social medias, I should say, and other projects like I Believe in Monsters, my short story narrations, and more are linked in the show notes below. And feel free to message me with any suggestions for future episodes. And if you ever want to be featured on one as well to talk about whatever subject, hit me up there as well. Special shout out for Emac for uh, producing the beat. Always love you. That is used as my outro and the song featured in my EP Canvas District. The intro song used is titled The Unstoppables, produced by me. A link to all those is also in the show notes. This is AOK Radio, signing off. There is always more to seek, so go forth and seek it. <laughs>